Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. G'day, mates. It's Bee Buster here. And before the episode begins, I would just like to let you know that Be Scared, which is produced along with Studio 71, features scary stories from around the globe on a weekly basis that aim to fuel your nightmares with a smile. And if you enjoy the podcast, it would be great if you could hit that subscribe button and drop a review. Thanks for listening, guys. And without further ado, let's begin. This is a story that uh, I tell pretty frequently, actually, to friends, but to this day, I, uh, I still haven't told either of my parents. I'm 23 now, and this must have happened when I was uh, 11 or 12, I'd say, because I was still in middle school at this time. But growing up, I spent a lot of time with my grandparents, mostly because both of my parents worked long shifts and long hours. It wasn't uncommon that I would even spend the night at theirs during the school week since my middle school was just a few blocks away and I could walk there in about 15 minutes. As most kids, I was raised with two core, if not conflicting, principles. One, respect your elders, and two, do not talk to strangers. My grandparents' house is also in an area that's about a five-minute walk to the local Walgreens, I'd say, and about the same to a small shopping centre and... Uh, this is important for the story. Anyways, so my grandma was a diabetic and had broken a hip at some point, so she couldn't really walk long distances. But given that my grandpa liked spending his days out on the streets and my grandma knowing that I could be trusted to walk from school to home, she would occasionally give me money and send me on errands, either to Walgreens or the small 99 cent store in the shopping center. It was during one of these errands that I was actually almost kidnapped. At least, I think I was. So my grandma had given me a few dollars and had asked me to go to the dollar store since we had run out of her almond cookies and they were the only really sweet thing that she could eat. But to be honest, I didn't mind since I was just watching TV and eating anyway. 
It was around 4.30, so I made the quick walk to the store, bought my items, and was headed back home around 4.45 or 5 o'clock. The streets on the corner heading home from the shopping outlet form an X, with the exit out onto the streets being right next to the crosswalk. As I was standing there, just waiting for the light to change, I noticed a, a truck pull up to the exit, idle before hearing the engine turn off, and I watched as an older man, nearing his uh, late 40s I'd say, exited the driver's side and approached me at the corner. At first, I thought that he was going to need directions as it had happened to me before, but he just kind of stood there, watching me. I was feeling a bit unnerved now and asked if I could help him with something. He started asking me a million questions like where I went to school, what I was doing, where I was going. I distinctly remember this next part because his statements just made no sense. He asked why I was ditching school at nearly 5pm. Middle school's here, let out at 3.30 mind you, which I stated and he started calling me a liar and getting closer to me. He became really angry at this point and said that boys shouldn't lie and that I had to come with him so that he could take me back to school. I remember being really scared because the lights wouldn't change and he was being really loud but I didn't want to break the law by crossing on a red light. He reached out to grab me and Thankfully, the walk sign finally came on, so I just ran as fast as I could across the street. I remember him yelling at me asking where I was going and why I wouldn't go with him if I had done nothing wrong, to which I replied, because I just don't want to. I ran all the way back home that day, making sure to cut through the alley and going through the back door just in case he followed me. My grandma was sitting in the same spot that I had left her and didn't even notice me coming through the back, so... I just gave her her cookies and sat back down to watch TV. I remember being really afraid to tell her, so I didn't, and I didn't tell my mum when she picked me up either. I don't know if it was an actual kidnap attempt, but something strange was going on with that guy, and all I can put it down to is that he wanted me to get in that truck, and he was going to take me somewhere, that's for sure. Alright, so first off, I'm 16 and I'm an atheist and most of my life, I've never believed in the paranormal. But lately, I'm kind of revisiting events in my head that happened to me a while ago and no matter how hard I try, I just can't find a solution for this stuff. So when I was 10, my parents and I moved into a house. I don't live there anymore, but... We had to leave our apartment as soon as possible, and not long after we moved in, I experienced some just really weird shit. The way the upstairs was set up is that as soon as you walk up the stairs, there's a bedroom, and then there's a door that leads to a smaller one. I had the larger bedroom accessible by the stairs, and it also had two closets. So... About a week after we moved in, I was trying to sleep and my parents wanted me to go to bed early, but I've always had problems sleeping. But keep in mind that I was wide awake and not drifting off at all at this point. So, I don't think that this was sleep paralysis or a lucid dream or anything. I was even on my iPod and just listening and clicking buttons and all that. But my cat was sitting next to me on my bed and all of a sudden, I just hear this screaming coming from one of the closets. Like really loud too 
It stopped for about five seconds and then just started again. And it repeated about ten more times and then just stopped. I could even hear the scream echo and it sounded like a girl who was probably around my age at the time, I think. I looked in the direction of the closet and so did my cat with his ears back and I didn't see anything. The next day, I told my parents and they didn't hear a thing and my dad didn't even believe me, in fact. When my mum was alive, she experienced some weird things there as well. For example, she heard someone say a name, but it sounded like me when I was dead sleeping. Whatever it was, didn't even say mum, but her actual name. She woke up, but realized I wasn't the one who called her, and I just went back to sleep, and so did she. Another time, I was taking a shower, and all of a sudden, I heard a girl's voice say hi. I almost shit myself too, and I turned the water off and ran downstairs with a towel on and made my mum come upstairs and stay in the room while I got dressed because I was just that scared to be alone. I also spent the rest of the night downstairs with her on the couch. Another time, my mum was upstairs showering and I was on the couch downstairs and all of a sudden I heard my name get called really loudly, like in her exact voice too, so... I ran upstairs after hearing it, thinking that something was wrong, and it was about three times that I heard it, and she was still showering and all that, and I said to her, is everything okay, what do you want? She was really confused, and she told me that she never called me. I'd also noticed just small things misplaced, and eventually finding them somewhere else that I knew that they were not left. So yeah, that's all for now, and as of right now, I live in my mum's childhood home with my dad and I've experienced some things here too. So did my mum and grandpa when they were alive and that's for another time though I guess. I just never understood what all of this was and I don't want to believe that it was a spirit or spirits but to be honest with you, I just can't come up with any other logical answer. Anyway... Let me know what you guys think. I'd love to hear from you. So my sister and I, we were talking with my parents a couple of days ago about our childhood. While we were talking, I remembered that my mum used to tell my aunts about this creepy apartment that we used to live in. So I decided to ask her about it. Back then, we moved in and out of apartments because of my dad's job. And this story takes place in one of the first ones that we lived in. The apartment was really small. Coming in you went right into the kitchen or living room and on the right was the master bedroom. The four of us slept in that room but on two different beds. My parents bed was in front of the bathroom and my sister in my bed was in front of the closet. This is important for later in the story. So the first few weeks after moving in things were normal but... After a while, my mum said that she started noticing strange things in the apartment. Nothing too out of the ordinary, just a, a couple of things went missing from time to time and appeared days later in completely different places from where they were when they got lost. This could easily be explained by us kids as I was five and my sister was three when this happened. But after a couple of weeks of things going missing, my mum said that she had a nightmare where something called her name from inside the bathroom so... 
She decided to go and check, but when she opened the door to the bathroom, she woke up. She said that she was really freaked out too and couldn't go back to sleep. The next day, things were normal again and my mum ended up forgetting about the dream until she went to sleep again. She ended up having the same dream, but this time, when she woke up, she realized that she couldn't move. Then, she noticed that the bathroom door started to open and she saw a, a thing crawling from the door to her bed. As it got closer, she kept trying to wake up my dad, but she just wasn't able to move. She told us that she could feel it crawling up the bed too and getting on top of her. She said it, it looked like a, a malformed fetus or something. When it was on her chest, it started grabbing at her face and hugging her. She had no idea how to get it off of her, so she decided to start praying in her mind and telling this thing to leave, and after a while of doing this, the thing started to crawl down the bed and into the bathroom again until it was just completely gone. As soon as it was gone, my mum was able to move and she started crying and woke my dad up. And obviously, he just brushed her off and told her that it was just a bad dream. The next day, my mum didn't want to go into the room or the bathroom and when night came, she was just terrified of going to sleep again. But when she did eventually fall asleep, she ended up having the exact same dream again too. And this ended up becoming a regular occurrence for my mum for the next couple of months, but after a while, she says that the fetus thing actually started talking to her. It started calling her mum and crying like a baby when it was on her chest. It got so bad that my mum didn't want to sleep anymore and there were actually a couple of times that she would go days without sleep. But she ended up getting really pale and depressed too and my dad started to take her a little more seriously at this point. But my mum has been a Catholic her whole life so my dad decided to buy her a small cross that she could put under a pillow thinking that it would stop this thing but of course it, it didn't. If anything, it actually made things worse pretty soon my little sister started having bad dreams too she doesn't remember them now because she was three but my mum says that my sister would tell her that baby scared her at night and she didn't want to sleep anymore either and that's when my dad finally took my mum seriously and took her to see a priest the priest told her that somebody may have had an abortion in that bathroom and he gave them holy water and told them to throw it around the apartment they did, but it also didn't work. After a few more days of bad dreams, my dad saw no other option but to just move apartments, so we did, and just like that, my mum and sister's bad dreams just stopped. Is that a coincidence? I don't know, but my mum still doesn't like to talk about it. She gets really creeped out whenever somebody brings it up. And so, to be honest, I believe her. This happened about six years ago. I was working at a tanning salon on the south side of Chicago and on Mondays the salon side was closed so I was used to just being there and being the only employee working at the front desk to let tanners in. Now it isn't the best neighborhood but I was used to it by this point because I had worked there for a few years and I knew that there were homeless people and prostitutes that walked the street. Also, in the alley behind the building, many homeless guys' bodies had been found there. So I'm a female, blonde, 5'2", and small stature, but 
had always been uh, not the one to be afraid of confrontation. I'd been used to it at this point and never had a huge problem really and I'm a daughter of a frontline marine in the Vietnam War and knew to just never show fear. I had my fair share of bums coming in when the weather was bad too and I would just stand up behind the counter and tell them to get out or if you're not tanning then you need to fucking leave. But for some reason my tone usually made them immediately take off. There were a few homeless men too that I'd see in front of the building that I would let take out cigarette butts out of our cigarette disposal bin. I mean, hell, that was less work for me to do anyway, so why not? I wouldn't tell them to leave, though I was supposed to, unless a customer was coming in or out of the building. But there was one Monday, though, that I was the only employee and there were a few clients tanning. During this time, I was behind the desk and was just clicking through Facebook and stuff. A few minutes went by and I felt something that I'd never felt before. Just a, an overwhelming feeling of fear and I actually started trembling. I didn't know what the fuck was going on but then I looked up and the desk in front of me, in front of what was the front doors, you're able to see clients come in and out. And holy fuck... There was a man, almost taller than the doorframe, face pressed against the door glass, just staring at me. But when we locked eyes, I noticed his eyes were kind of dead, if that's the right word. But there was just no expression on him, and he was just staring at me. I grabbed the phone and stood up and walked around the desk, where I had to literally lock the door as he was pressed against it. He then started banging on the door, and jiggling the handle and all that and I knew right then that he was not a customer and not someone that I wanted in here with me. So I walked to the other side of the spa and shut the door and called my sister because I knew something wasn't right. But this man just wasn't right. As I'm on the other side I hear the front door open and I'm now in tears not knowing what's about to happen and someone comes into the salon side that I was on and it was completely dark and I'm just trying to hide and I see a male figure walking my way and I thought, oh shit, this is it, isn't it? But it was one of the male tanners that started asking if I was okay. I started crying at this point, which is really unlike me, and he said, it's okay, I'll call the police, and when I went to leave, he barged in saying, where is she, where's that girl? Where's the girl that I saw at the desk? The male tanner, which was my saving grace that day, said to the guy that she's obviously busy and to get out of here. And then he ran off. I thanked the man and cried and hugged him and even though he knew something wasn't right with this man, he made sure that I was okay. He stayed with me until the police came too and I just told them that he was just pressed up against the glass and very sternly asking where I'd gone. I had called my boss after that and she told me that she would check the surveillance cameras outside and I worked the next day and asked to watch with her and what I saw was just way worse than those dead eyes. The cameras had shown me sitting at the computer and all that and him coming around the back of the building. He had looked at me through multiple windows, finally coming to the front door, timed for almost five minutes and I hadn't noticed for five minutes. What happened next would terrify me for the rest of my life too because as he was standing there, without me even knowing, 
His hand was, well, down his pants, if you catch my drift. I hadn't noticed when I looked up because the desk was waist height. We called the police again to show them the video too, and I was just uh, in complete shock and horror. I mean, what would have happened had I had not seen him and got the balls to get up and lock the door in front of him? But what would have happened had there been a female tanner leaving or letting him in or something? What would have happened if the male tanner had just let the man in? All I know is that I know that that male tanner probably saved my life that day. So two months later, I was working for St. Baldrick's Foundation where I was shaving heads for children's cancer awareness, something I just do every year, and... I have different clients, some want to chat, some want to know where I work so that they can see me and get their hair cut again, and a middle-aged man came to my booth and started up a conversation. I told him where I worked and he froze and asked, were you and are you the girl working when that man, and we both knew what he was referring to, and I said yes, that was me, I still work there and am I allowed to ask what happened? He started apologizing over and over again, and he was the police officer that had come to my work that day. And he told me that that man had just been released from prison that day. He was apparently arrested down the street fondling himself that day again, and was now behind bars yet again. He told me not to be afraid, but I still don't even know the guy's name, and if or when he's released again, I... I don't have anything to go off of that would protect me. And so, a few weeks later, I just left the job and now they're uh, actually currently out of business. The one thing that I'll never forget from that day was the man's dead eyes. And also, the man that saved my life. And I guess he'll just never know my appreciation. This happened to me a few years ago on Halloween. It was the first time my mum had finally agreed to let me and my siblings hand out candy to children in our neighbourhood. So, like teenagers usually do, we dressed up and excitedly awaited to hand out candy. The night went easily enough and the kids in our neighbourhood were excited to have another house to visit and we were happy to see the pure smiles on their faces when they told us about their costumes. As the night began to end, we split the leftover candy between us and we sat on the couch trading Kit Kats for Reese's and stupid stuff like that when there was a, an urgent fast knock at the door. My mum looked at us with a mixture of concern and confusion and told us to go upstairs. The only reason we had found this odd is because we had already turned our front porch light off and we weren't expecting anyone else this night. The rest of this story I piece from my mum since... I was upstairs and kind of unaware of the situation for most of the night. So apparently, a man, a scruffy rough looking guy, was standing on our porch when my mum opened the door. He immediately said in a rushed voice, can I come inside? My mum, feeling like this wasn't a man that she would have even opened the door for, immediately stuttered a no as she tried to shut the door. The man stuck out his hand to the door and my mum is short and small framed with pretty much no strength so the man could have easily ripped the door open and made his way inside. But luckily for us, my dad was downstairs just as this was happening. 
and my dad is tall and muscular and a former marine and as soon as he heard my mum struggling to shut the door on this guy, he rushed over and told the guy to fuck off and pulled my mum away and slammed the door shut and deadbolted it. My dad told us to turn the lights off right after that and to hide in our rooms because apparently the guy had started circling our house and on top of that, three cop cars came screeching down the road just as my dad locked the door. My three siblings and I just waited in our pitch dark rooms for what felt like forever, afraid that this guy would see us through the bedroom window or something which wasn't covered with anything at the time. After the guy had been detained and found, the cops knocked on our door and here is apparently what happened. The guy had been running from the cops that night and found the first house on the street to try and escape getting caught. Not only that though, but the cops, they found a gun hidden in our bushes in the backyard. The guy had hid his gun because he knew that he was going to be arrested and didn't want to get into even more trouble for being armed. And so, I don't know what would have happened to my mum or any of us if my dad hadn't come down the stairs that night. The thought that that man had a gun on him while trying to force his way into our house, it really scares me to this day. In fact, I make sure to never answer doors unless I know who's there now. This happened about a month ago. My parents own a farm about um, a 45 minute drive away from where I live. I often go there to help work since I'm trying to save up for a car and whatnot and since my grandmother recently heard her back too. The week that I was out there working, I decided that it would be fun to have one of my friends too, who live close to my grandparents, just out for the night camping. So, three days prior, I called him and we set up a date to go onto my grandparents' property and just have some fun. The night came and my friend arrived at the house and we packed up supplies such as food and water to put out the fire and whatnot and a two-man tent, sleeping bags and just all your normal camping gear. When we got to our preferred camping site, it was already dark so we lit a fire and got to work on setting up camp. But We had fun, mostly talking about how much school sucked, new music that we discovered and which were the hottest celebrities and eventually we decided to call it a night seeing that it was 1.30 in the morning and had to leave that following day. So we settled in our tent and started to go to sleep. Well, at least we tried. I was laying in my sleeping bag just thinking when all of a sudden I started to hear footsteps outside our tent. Now, you guys could say that it could be my grandparents coming out to check on us, but we were out pretty far on the property from the house and had the only off-road vehicle that could make it out there. Plus, my grandparents went to sleep super early, so I doubt it was them. We don't have any large animals on that part of the farm either, and those footsteps, they were definitely heavy, almost like a person's. So I sat up and whispered to my friend that there was something outside the tent. He just whispered back, there's no one there, stop it, but... He still sat up and listened. My friend knows that I don't fuck with shit like this. I mean, I joke around a lot, but not with this kind of stuff, so we listened for a bit, but didn't hear it anymore, so we laid back down and tried to just shrug it off as a deer or something. I would love to say that it ended here, but as I was laying there, I hear them again, only this time much closer. And to be honest, I'm petrified. I felt just really vulnerable in a tent and I can't move very well and 
I can't even see what's out there. Plus, how's a thin layer of cloth going to protect me, right? The footsteps continue closer and closer to the tent until it's right outside the door. And now, I can hear it sniffing. Not like a dog's short and quick pace sniffs, though. They were long and hard sniffs, like it was trying to desperately catch a whiff of something delicious. It goes on for a few minutes, and then my friend shifts in his sleep and it stops. All is silent, and then I hear a voice, and I can't make out what it says, but I know it's not a voice that I've heard before. The voice was just whispering unintelligent words as it moved away from the tent, and I was really scared at this point. Eventually the sound goes away, and I don't remember dozing off, but the next thing I knew... I was awoken again by the sounds of the tent moving. I turned over to see if my friend was getting up to go pee or something, but he was sound asleep. My heart thumping in my chest at this point, I reached behind him and grabbed the machete that we kept there in the rear of the tent, and I slowly turned to face my side of the tent. Something was moving it though. I sat up really slowly and began to move towards the zipper. Doing this, I accidentally hit my head on the hanging LED lantern, causing the tent to stop moving. I froze, and then the footsteps started again. Only this time, they were at an even pace heading towards our burnt-out fire. I grabbed the zipper, and trying to make as little noise as possible, I opened the flap. Outside, the moon was shining bright, and just at the corner of the fire pit, I could make out the silhouette of a a human-like figure crouched and looking right at me. Apparently, my moving and unzipping had woken my friend up too, and he saw me looking outside. Dude, what are you doing? He asked. Shh, I see something, I said. Then, out of nowhere, he yells at the top of his lungs, Whoever is out there, we have a fucking gun. Get the fuck out of here. The thing takes off down the trail, but not running like a human. It was uh, sort of doing a, a crouching gallop, like a Gollum from the Lord of the Rings, if you can picture that. I zip up the tent and lay down, clutching the machete to my chest, and when I woke up the next morning, I took a look around. There were footprints all around our tent, but they transformed halfway around from what looked like to be human to deer, like almost in mid-step. Now, I've heard of skinwalkers before, and I'm pretty sure that that's what this thing was. Sure, those prints could have just been a deer or something, but if it hadn't have been for my friend scaring it off, I'm not too sure if it would have left us alone, and that is really strange behavior for a deer. The thing that scares me the most, though, is that my grandfather is a skeptic, and he doesn't believe in anything like that. Yet... When I told him about what happened, he went pretty much white, and there was a look of dread across his face. When I was about eight, I lived in a small town in southwest England. It was just me and my mum home since my dad was away on a business trip. We had a basement, which we rarely went down to since there was not much down there apart from a, a few old things that we just didn't need. And I had been noticing food was going missing and we couldn't figure out where it was going. I even searched the basement a few times, but 
But when I was down there, I just felt like I was being watched, so I avoided going down there. But one night though, I was laying in bed awake just trying to go to sleep when suddenly I heard my mum call my name from downstairs. Although something just seemed off about her voice. I got out of bed and was about to walk downstairs when I was pulled aside. It was my mum and she pulled me into her bedroom and closed the door silently. I tried asking her what was happening but she just told me to be quiet. I heard my name being called every minute or so and my mum called the cops and told them that there was a person downstairs trying to lure me down there. They told her to remain silent and hidden until the cops arrived and we waited for about five minutes, all the while my name was being called, until we heard fast footsteps coming up the stairs. The door opened and we were relieved to see the police in the doorway and we moved soon after and I was just told at the time that it was our old house and it was haunted, which I found out that it was a lie about eight years later. When I was about 16, my mum told me the real story too. Apparently, a lady who I'll refer to as Jane escaped a psychiatric ward based near her house where she was placed after murdering her two children. She then walked to a random house which happened to be ours and just hid in the basement, stealing food whilst we were asleep. This terrified me since I had actually been down there and that feeling of being watched was real. And while that was creepy, it wasn't as bad as the next part. Apparently, on the night the police came, she'd been holding a knife and calling my name, hoping that I would go down the stairs so that she could get me. And if it wasn't for my mum, I would have gone down there too. The only reason I know all this is because the police arrested her and got this out of her at the police station. She was sent back to the ward and now I'm 25 and the only reason I'm bringing this up is because I just received a news alert saying that this lady, she apparently just broke out again. So please, if you live in the southwest, be alert and please just stay safe. G'day mates, it's Bee Buster here. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Be Scared Podcast. And please, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode too. Also, it would be much appreciated if you could share this new podcast with your friends and family and on social media too. Thanks again for listening, guys, and I'll see you mates in the next one. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.